On today's episode, I speak to a CEO and co-founder of a leading tech app, and we discuss how his authentic personal brand helped build his business and take his app to the next level. Hello, and welcome to the Powerful Personal Brand Podcast, where my guests and I share tips to help and inspire you to build a great personal brand. I am your host, Claire Bond, and on today's episode, I am very excited to be joined by Brian Clayton. Brian is the CEO and co-founder of Green Pal. His company has been called the Uber for lawn care by Entrepreneur Magazine and has over 200,000 active users completing thousands of transactions per day. Thank you so much for being here, Brian. I'm very excited to have you. Claire, it's great to be on. Thanks for having me on your show. Yeah. So tell me, tell me about your journey. How did you get where you are today? Yeah. So currently CEO, co-founder of Green Pal, a mobile app that is the Uber for lawn care services. So if you're a homeowner, need grass cutting rather than calling around all over town, you can just download Green Pal, pop your address in, you get quotes back really quick, and then you can hire somebody to mow your yard for you right through the app. And if everything goes well, you just you schedule it for the whole season, and it just happens like like magic. Uh, Green Pal is a ten year, uh, eleven year overnight success. My okay. my two co founders and have been and I have been at the uh, this project for a little over a decade, and now we're nationwide in the United States. So anywhere in the United States, uh, if you live in a town with over like fifteen thousand people, you can use Green Pal to get lawn mowing services. Uh, before Green Pal, I actually mowed yards for a living for fifteen years. I, wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. I started so mowing. You, so you. You were like, we need to make this easier. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I spent 15 years uh, as a landscaping contractor, uh, actually built it into a, a real nice size business, about 100 employees. And in 2013, that business was acquired uh, by a national company. And I took some time off, got bored and thought, okay, what am I going to do with my life now? And the idea for Green Pal just like, was something that I always wanted to try and work on. And and uh, and it took me a while to get it going, but after about ten years, now now we've got a, a good platform that's helping thousands of people every day get lawn mowing services. That's amazing. I, I, I you know I'm always really happy because I mean my story is similar. You know it kind of happened more organically. It was based on what I knew, and I think that like you have a lot of people that kind of come out of left field. You're just like, why did you even think of this idea? The fact that you literally made your living doing this and you actually made it better for people that are that are in the landscape business as well as pe- users that want to find people. You actually understood the problems, and I think that's a big thing that a lot of people you know, if they're thinking of just the tech solution, they may not understand the actual issues that the users themselves are dealing with. Yeah, that's right. It's a very, very good point. Um, I think we, we have entered an age uh, of authenticity, uh, and especially now in a world with AI and, and everything, that the more authentic you can be, the greater your competitive advantage, and mm-hmm. that um, authenticity can be, a, can be a competitive advantage. And so for, for us, you know, we knew the landscaping business inside and out before we tried to build a technology solution around it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, 2013, 14, 15, when Uber was exploding, there was also a lot of venture capital uh, getting thrown at these Uber for X ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Uber for home cleaning, Uber for valet parking, Uber for, uh, you know, home painting, you name it. And yeah. pretty much all of them crashed and burned because, to your point, the Uber for home cleaning, the team behind that had never cleaned a house in their life. Mm. Uh, you know, and so they didn't understand the dynamics of the home cleaning business. They didn't understand what the day in the life of a home cleaner actually looked and felt like. So it was yeah. really hard to develop a 
uh, a authentic uh, set of uh, tools to solve the problems for the, for that particular industry. So yeah. that helped us, but it, it didn't, you know, it was still a very challenging uh, journey getting the platform going and building out the tech stack around it. But but that was one thing that we were able to avoid a lot of mistakes. Even there probably are competitors to yours. I don't particularly know them because I don't have a lawn, but. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, basically, if you had to find service, there are competitors. And so ultimately, it's like, what makes someone decide to go with you or with someone else? It's it's usually the story of the founder. You actually are just like, that's so awesome that you, you know, that that's just kind of a very interesting, really cool story. And and I don't, I don't know that, that many of these, you know, I'm thinking like care.com and some of these other ones that are kind of connect people, Thumbtack, you're like, yeah, wh what is the founder's story? Who is the founder? Yeah. And I yeah. think that, right? Because you can't even, you can't even connect with it. But when you, with yours, like, yeah, if you're there front and center. So like with your brand, are you front and center? Are you like kind of like the CEO behind, behind the brand? Are you talking about the brand? Are you connecting with your, with potential customers in that way? Yes. I, I really try to live, eat and breathe green pal. It is seven days a week for me and it has been for, for 10 or 11 years, but I haven't worked a day in 10 years. I, it's really, it's really what I love doing. I, I, I've always woken up every day and done what it is I wanted to do that day. And, mm -hmm. and green pal is to me, this project that has always been interesting and always been fun and always been uh, fulfilling to see it grow. And the first, you know, thousand people that used the, the 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 platform had my cell phone number i talked to them oh, personally wow. i i i i got in the trenches with the first 500 landscaping services that used it to understand how they were interacting with what we were building and and to and to help coach them along to use the system and then also where my assumptions were not correct you know there was a lot of gaps in my thinking uh of of what we were building and so using that customer feedback and being out front, you know, the, the, the autoresponder email going to my email address, my cell phone mm. number being on the, the homepage, things like that were really, really crucial in the early days to, to lend that, that authenticity to what we were doing, but mm -hmm. also to, to, to just break down the barriers and, and, and that let that user feedback kind of go right to where it needed to my head to be able to figure, figure out what we were building. Um, yeah. Because th there's this weird thing that happens with every new product, every new startup that there's like founder logic and there's customer logic. And both, both these people are looking at the set of problems from different angles, different, different mm -hmm. perspectives. And you want to, you, you want to try to like, like break down the walls between founder logic and, and customer logic. And one way to do that is to be out front, be kind of the face of, of the, of the product and, and communicate with your, with your customers, you know, thoroughly seven days a week. You know, I still, I still do customer support at least an hour a day because I, I want to know what they're thinking and saying. That's that's absolutely amazing. I think uh, it was funny. I was actually talking to a friend of mine who works at a very large multinational corporation doing marketing, and um, she th so it's dealing with kind of like a B two C consumer products, and so um, all of the people that are building the product they feel like it's their baby. And so she's trying to market it and they're like, no, you have, your marketing has to say these things. And I'm like, that's, they're like, no, that's convoluted and strange and the customers don't understand it. And like, so what you're saying is like, yeah, basically the founder, that's the founder or the product engineer's logic. You're like, no, you need to step aside now because if the com consumer doesn't understand that's right. what we're trying to go to market with, it's that's not right. going to work. <laughs> that's right. You have to meet the customer where they're at. 
and and build up from there. And it's so easy to lose that perspective and really be looking at it from a whole nother paradigm and, and, and not be speaking the same language and not, and not be offering a solution that they need. And that's taking it personally. That's oh Yeah. Yeah. Right. You're like, no, like, like I said, my baby, this is your baby, right? You actually knew, but, but yeah, I think it takes, I think it actually takes a very, you know, strong person who has like, you know, high emotional intelligence who can say, you know what, this is my baby, but you know, I'm going to take your feedback because you're right. But sometimes the baby's ugly and, and you <laughs> need, you need that feedback to see the blind spots to figure out where you got to fix it. I mean, yeah, you have to have conviction about certain things and you kind of have to know and go with intuition on certain things, but you also have to be, it's like this, this rigid flexibility is this paradigm is paradox that you have to also listen to what customers are telling you and and adapt and evolve and and solve their problems and meet them where they're at. No, I mean we've definitely had to do that with our own business because um <laughs> you know we have to you have to you change who you're talking to because when our teams like in sales calls they're like this is what this is what they're asking for and we're our messaging is not saying that we just need to say what they want because otherwise they're like I don't know if you're the right person for me because I'm looking for I don't know whatever specific words and you're just kind of like okay well but here's the words and they're like oh you're my person you're like <laughs> so easy <laughs> yeah you know it and. and and it's 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 kind of sad, but but uh, effective communication is something that we're not taught. Uh, yeah. Nobody teaches us this stuff in school, and nobody, even in business school or marketing school, we're not taught these things. And and it's something you kind of have to learn as you go. You know, it's a good thing is, but these days with with uh, with YouTube University and and podcasts and 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 stuff like that, you can learn from practitioners and and understand mm-hmm. good copywriting and understand. Uh, how to run a good sales process and, and understand how to meet a customer where they're at. But nobody mm-hmm. teaches us this stuff. Yeah. I find that so many times when people are like coming up with their brand statement or or what their business is about, it's this strange, convoluted, wordy, like it, the, it really doesn't convey anything except you went to a thesaurus and put all the cool right. words in there, maybe some jargon. And, and like it actually doesn't tell people what you do. That's right. And or that's why it matters or, 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 how, or, how, or how it's any different than the competition. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and ultimately, all the customers really want is simplicity. That's Do right. Do you agree? Yeah. It, I, I learned that the hard way building GreenPal because I made all those mistakes. Um, uh, and I learned the hard way that when somebody arrives at your, your, your homepage, a landing page, or downloads your mobile app, and you have to answer three questions in three seconds. Where am I? What can I do here? And why does it matter? Because everybody's in a hurry. Everybody just wants to get their problem solved. Nobody wants to take the time to like chew through your copy and understand what it means and process it. You have to answer what, where am I? What can I do here? And why does it matter? In like less than three seconds. And you have to do that with your value proposition. And, and in your value proposition is if, if I am your ideal prospect, why should I do business with you over any other uh, option that I have available? And the answer to that needs to start with because. Because we are the only way that you can do X, uh, Y, and Z, even though it's this. So for us, it's like we are the fastest way to get a grass cutting service, even if your lawn is four feet tall. Like that's the value proposition. <laughs> and and it's like if, if you don't have a lawn and if it's not tall, then we're not a good fit for you. But if you do yeah. – Boy, do yeah. I have a product for you. And so and yeah. so that's that's kind of how you have to think through that to, to cut through 
the especially you know our attention span as a, as a as a species I think is contracting every year, and so maybe the three yeah. seconds is now a second and a half. You have to get to the point. What can you do here, and why does it matter? And why do you do it better than anybody else? I think that we used to give things more time when there was less coming at you. Yeah. Now you have so much coming at you. You're just kind of like, okay, are you even worth my time? Um, I know that. I literally, I, I know that I'm constantly giving directives to my team. I'm like, okay, I saw this post that this person did. It is like worst case scenario. It, I mean, I saw it, Snoresville. Don't ever create a post like this, you know? So I'm kind of, yeah. I, I find like best case scenarios and worst case scenarios, but yeah, it's the ones that bore me. You're just like, okay, I was slightly intrigued by your, by your hook, but then you, yeah, you, you, you catfished me there with that one, man. Like, cause this isn't, this is like, long diatribe it's like what are you doing no get to the point it, see that's i think uh, i agree with everything you're saying and i think that a lot of what like ai and chat gpt is spitting out is that kind of milk toast middle that you're describing yeah. and, and yeah. i think that it still takes a little bit of talent to create oh, yeah. the, the the outer extremes and so i think if you're a good copywriter if you're a good social media marketer if you're running a good personal brand, if you're building a good brand, if you're, if you're doing these things, AI isn't going to take your job away uh, anytime soon because mm -hmm. AI is good at spitting out all of that boring stuff in the middle that you just described that, that yeah. C and D players can also spit out. I think if you're right. a C or a D player, or maybe even a B minus, the next five years are going to be tough because AI can do that. Like you just uh, described, AI mm -hmm. can do all of that. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, but, but if you have, if you are exceptional, uh, at creating good copy, I think it's going to be a long time before AI replaces that. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Cause I, I, again, I'm, I'm just, I really, I don't, I think simplicity actually kind of shows a sign of intelligence. The fact that you can distill something down simply actually shows intelligence. So many people just, they add words for no, for no apparent reason except to bore you. But if you could actually just kind of like simply describe something like the 30 second pitch, you had to go out for funding. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Like these investors don't have time for you to kind of wishy-washy. Well, it's like this. Well, it's like that. Well, no, that you, you know, the Uber for, for, for grass cutting, you know? Yeah. Get to the point. It's so what hard do you to think? do. It, you're 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 exactly right, and it's and the reason why it is valuable is because it's so hard to achieve that that success uh, through subtraction, um, mm. where where it is hard to to uh, to 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 achieve that elegance. But the thing is, is is if you're building a new product or service, you have to be the best in the world at something, um, mm -hmm. and you can't be all of these things. And so you have to like cut out all of the crap and all of the things that don't matter and get down to what is the thing that you do better than anybody else in the world. And this could go if, you know, this could go in, like if, if, if you're starting a marketing agency or something, you're going to have to be really good at one thing for one type of customer to break out of the noise. You're not going to be the best at, in, in your market at social and SEO and, and uh, you know, all the different channels at the same time. You're going to have to really be excellent at one and then form everything around that one thing. And, and I think everybody, you know, the common mistake is to try to be good at all these things and then try to try to say it all in one in one page or one pitch. And it's just it just falls flat. So I agree mm -hmm. with everything you're saying, but it is it is it is hard.
It's really hard. So how, when you were going through the process of building your brand, how did you decide what social media channels to focus on? We, uh, we, we tested everything. And so we had a, mon a mantra, still do test and invest. And so we, we tried everything. And we, I guess we had about a $10,000 budget for, for every channel we could and to try to unlock something that would work for us. And uh, one thing that we found that worked the best was Google organic search. So if you need lawn mowing service nearby me, uh, that was that was working better than anything else in terms of throwing uh, throwing you know uh, a firepower at. But um, mm -hmm. uh, in terms of social, what we found was finding out where where the conversations around. Uh, people looking for lawn care services were happening. And what we began to find was inside of Facebook groups, people were always asking for recommendations for lawn mowing services. Uh, and and you, would, you would think like this wouldn't happen, but it actually happens like 100 times a day uh, times thousands of groups. And so what we started to do was build up from the ground up. My, my co-founders and I would just hang out in these groups. And we was and anybody that was looking for a lawn mowing service, we would just like respond to that, and we would pick up an extra two, uh, you know, two or three hundred signups a week that way. And we did this ourselves in the in the early days. And then as time yeah. went on, we built out a team that actually started doing this. And and so it was a good way to 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 get our first couple of thousand customers, uh, you know, in the trenches, uh, hand, you know, hand cranking it. Um, and, and letting people know about, uh, green Pal when they were looking for lawn care services. And, and we still do it to this day. We, we, we monitor these groups and we just let people know that are looking for lawn mowing services. Uh, Hey, you might want to check out green Pal. We still get thousands of signups that way. Yeah. That's amazing. So, um, do you believe there's like certain times when someone should focus on their personal brand and times when they shouldn't focus on their personal brand? Really, 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 really good question. Because so on the one hand, so let, let me let me answer this two ways. From my perspective as a founder and as a CEO, our team is now like forty-seven people, and and now you know in year ten, I, I I have started to invest in my personal brand probably for the last four years, um, and and I do that because I, I believe it, like rising tides uh, lift all boats. And so I, I, mm -hmm. I feel like if, as, as my visibility, uh, grows that the green pal brand grows along with it. And as I give more, uh, more talks as, as I do more interviews, as I, as I do put out more content, it's just better exposure for the green pal brand. It's really hard to measure that, but it's just good. Uh, it's just, it's just good business. And also I enjoy it. I like, I enjoyed doing interviews. I enjoy giving talks. I enjoy helping other entrepreneurs. So it's a fun hobby for mine. However, like if I started doing that day one, I, I might've gotten sidetracked on like what really mattered. And, and what really mattered was just talking to my customers, talking to my first, you know, dozen customers, hundred customers, figuring out where I was letting them down and, and really trying to uh, fix my product to solve their needs. So that's the one, that's one way I look at it. But I think that was building your brand. Yeah. It, yeah. Because Hand cranking it, it definitely. No, <laughs> I mean you, you got to because you were you were building a relationship and there because the, basically your brand is how people feel about you. So they very true felt you, something about it, you even if it's you only ten or twenty people. That's right. Even if it's only ten yeah. or twenty people, that's so your you brand. Were building your personal brand. Yeah, it maybe it not wasn't... taking the steps to magnify it, but yeah. I was I was laying a foundation exactly. to where it's it's hard to fake that later, right? Um yeah. So. So that's one way I look at it. But on the other hand, whenever I'm hiring somebody, like I don't, I don't care about 
their resume. I don't care about where they went to school. I want to look at like what their GitHub looks like, what, you know, what, what, or, or if they're a designer, what their Behance looks like, or, or, you know, do they have a medium account? You know, what's their, what's their Instagram look like? You know, if they're like mm -hmm. a designer, do they have a really beautiful Instagram or their Pinterest boards, you know, or, 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 you know, like, so, so I'm looking at their personal brand as evidence to yeah. like, what, what kind of person is this? Are they a curious person? Do they have hobbies and projects that they're doing? Um, mm -hmm. Are they a motivated person to put together something where as like a repository of evidence of things that they have done and accomplished? It's not like it's not who, you know, it's what you've built. And a lot of times a personal brand is evidence of what you've built. Um, so so I, 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 I think nowadays it's more important than ever because, you know, people who are looking to hire you whether it's for as a freelancer basis or or as an a employee basis, team member basis, they're going to be looking at your personal brand, whether you know you have one or not, as evidence of the things you have accomplished um, mm -hmm. as it relates to what your skill set is. At, versus, here's my resume. Here's what I here's where I worked, and here's where I went to school. I think those days are yeah. over. Um, yeah. So that's the way I see it. I think I think it's I agree. I think it's important to think about day one and start working on, start building. Uh, and start mm -hmm. accumulating, um, and and take time once a week. And it may you may have to carve out time on the weekend for this, you know, to 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 post to Quora, you know, uh, what your thoughts are on certain things that are related to what you're doing, or or if you are a designer, you know, what your portfolio looks like out there. Um, mm -hmm. You know, if you're a developer, what your stuff on on GitHub looks like. Do you have a reputation that's accumulating all of these positive signals that is your brand? Yeah, I when we have hire team members, designers, all that kind of thing, uh, I actually look at their you know their website. Do they have a personal website? Yeah. If they don't have a personal website, we just move on. Right. It really no because I mean that is your personal brand. You talk about Behance and all that kind of stuff. Those are good, but if you don't have your personal brand, like yeah. your name, your website, and that website should be your portfolio of whatever it is. You're a writer and you don't showcase your should writing. Be, be the hub. That but, should be the hub. And it, and, 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 yeah. and all of the stuff needs to connect back to that. You're exactly right. Exactly. I, I, if, if not, you know, it's, it's, it's like, it's a leap of faith to work with you. I have no, yes. I have no third party signals to validate what you can do. And mm -hmm. a resume just does not do that anymore. You have to go one step beyond that. Yeah. And I don't think a college degree really means remotely the same thing as it did when I got my college degree and that kind of thing. Right. It's just like now it's, you know, I got a college degree in, in public relations, but then you get in there and you're like, you actually have no idea what you're doing. <laughs> like in the real world. Exactly. You're like, no. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely amazing. I completely agree with you that your personal brand for hiring is so key. Get it together. Yeah, I think it could be the difference as much as thirty or forty or fifty percent in in, yeah. in in earning potential. Because um, if you not if not, then you're kind of just probably going for that tier two, three or four job at a tier two or three or four company who where the 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 opportunities are going to be much less for you versus like getting a role on a rocket ship somewhere you know where you're going to ride you know along with them and be a part of that. In mm -hmm. order to break into those tier one elite types of positions, I think you have to have an, a, a really good, strong personal brand. 
And guess what? The personal brand needs to have, it needs to be authentic. It needs to be actual stuff you're doing. Like if you're mm-hmm. a writer, it needs to be well-written stuff. You know, if you're a designer, it needs to be good looking designs. If you're a developer, it's got to be uh, a really, really good code. Um, you can't fake this stuff. And I think mm-hmm. that's, that's what makes it valuable. Yeah. Well, so you obviously have, you know, some, some experience in this. So what are like three tips that you can share with the audience that about what you learned while building your personal brand? What I learned building mine was do the things you like to do with respect to building your personal brand. So I like Instagram. I like travel. I like, I like showcasing my, my tips and talks there. So that's what I gravitate towards. And then and really pour all of your own uh, sweat equity into that thing that you like, the channel you like the most. And then you can you can leverage uh, freelancers or people to help you kind of syndicate out to the other ones. Just to be mm-hmm. there um, and, and to have something there is, is the way I have approached it. it because I've tried to do everything myself and it, and it, and it d- doesn't work. And then also I've tried to outsource everything and that doesn't work either. So I think you have to like pick the one you like the most. And then pour all of your authenticity into one and then and then try to like port that to the other ones um, if you can. That's that's worked for me. Um, The other thing is making it a daily habit, like the book Atomic Habits, um, you know, the things you're doing every single day, like reach out to five podcasters that you you admire every day or, or every other day like like make it make it a part of your schedule and talk to them about okay this is what i liked about your show you know i thought this this and this i could you know if you would th- if you would like i could come on and talk about this this and this um making it part of that routine uh making your personal brand part of like a daily routine is 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 big because these little things don't add up they compound if you do them for a long period of time Next thing you know, if five years goes by and you started off, you know, with no, with no visibility. And now guess what? You've got a little bit of visibility in a niche somewhere. And mm-hmm. then, and then the other thing I would say with, with personal brand is to, is to really just try to focus on what you've done and expand on that and talk about what you've done. Don't try to be something you're not. Um, don't try to be and talk about things that you haven't done, because I think that's going to like, it's going to shine through really, really, uh, really quickly. Like for me, I've, I've built and sold an eight figure business and, and I'm building a, another business that's doing, you know, $30 million a year in revenue. And this is the stuff, that's the lane I stay in. Like I don't talk about mm-hmm. nine figure businesses. I've never built a nine figure <laughs> business. Uh, yeah. I don't talk, I don't talk about uh, a company with thousand employees. I've never ran a business with a thousand employees. I ran a business with a hundred employees. Um, and so, and so these are the things I've done. And so these are the things I talk about. So I think it's mm-hmm. important to like stay in that lane of authenticity um, and not try to be and do things that you haven't done because that's going to going to be discovered really quickly. Yeah, well, it's those, those people that are they're only relying on ChatGPT to create their content. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's oh, right. It's yeah. So Brian, this has been so great. I thank you so much for being here. Where can people connect with you? Well, thanks for having me on, Claire. Uh, yeah, if anybody listening to this doesn't want to uh, waste time mowing their own yard, just go to greenpal.com. <laughs> and then anybody who wants to hit me up, Instagram is the best place to find me. Find me at Brian M. Clayton. Awesome. Oh, Brian, thank you so much for being here. I, you know, really, really solid tips, well-earned um, experience. And I really appreciate you being here and what a great conversation. Thank you. Thank you. I enjoyed it. All right. Well, and thank you for listening and watching, and I will see you in the next episode. Bye.